Hi everyone, welcome to All About Fertility podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Ella from All About Fertility Expo and today I'm speaking with Sophia from So Tremendous. So Sophia, you're You've got a very interesting career. Um, you're a women's hormone and period coach. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that is correct. So I help women um, optimize their menstrual cycle to improve their lives and business. But what I would say I'm really, really passionate about is helping women have the confidence to take back control of their bodies and really glow within sounds amazing now it doesn't seem like your typical career path that you would choose when you're like 15 and finishing your GCSE so how did you get involved with this no it definitely definitely isn't um absolutely not I didn't ever envisage that I'd become a period coach Um, I know (laughs) we spend all of our lives trying to not to talk about it right absolutely I I literally yeah and I was a very late bloomer actually in my period but I think that's well that definitely is how it all started so when I was about 19 I was diagnosed with a hormone imbalance um called polycystic ovarian syndrome which is very common um it affects one in five women Mm -hmm. but um essentially what it meant is that I had a lot of symptoms such as irregular periods um excessive hair and places you just don't want yeah. as a teenager um yeah I had weight around I had a lot of, I gained a lot of weight yeah. particularly around my hips um had acne embarrassing places just a whole huge um loads of symptoms mm. and um I just remember when I was 19 I went to the doctors um because I remember my sister reading an article she goes I think you have this so I went to my doctor um and they did this um scan um on my um on my ovaries um which confirmed that I had PCOS um and it was actually through my own journey of trying to heal myself naturally mm. that um I got really fascinated with women's health and periods and the importance of educating ourselves as women yeah um, and potential power yeah that it has. so when you went to the doctors and you you know had your ultrasound and um what what did they find? I mean, you said that they were cysts, is that correct? I mean, partially, actually. And that's actually a great word to use um, because at the time I didn't really know anything about mm. it. And there wasn't, you know, it was days where, you know, there was all blogs maybe and there was no real, you know, information out there. Yeah. And um, But essentially with polycystic ovarian syndrome, the problem is the name itself. It kind of, The name itself indicates that you have cysts growing yeah. um, and that's the root cause of it. But actually that's a symptom mm-hmm. and they're not cysts at all. They're actually partially developed follicles. Right. And essentially what that just means is that they haven't, that your egg hasn't actually released that month. And that's why you've got these, you know, cyst-like shapes yeah. or follicles as they actually are um so yeah I had the scan but um to be fair with PCOS it it is very complicated but that's not the only way we should be diagnosing it Mm -hmm. so does that mean that you didn't have periods for long amount of times and then um you know when you had your period was it really heavy well uh, so at the time when I was about 19, they were very, 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 sorry, irregular. Mm. Um, I 
I, I can't remember how many exactly, but it wouldn't be uncommon for me to go quite a few months without it. Um, I remember when I got diagnosed with it, um, again, I didn't have much support. I was just told by the doctor, you know, to go on the contraception pill, which, right. you know, which later on I found out is just a mask um, and a Band-Aid and mm-hmm. it doesn't actually help. Um, so I, I, you know, I always felt like I was quite an empowered woman. So um, rather than, you know, thinking, oh, God, this is the worst, which my mother was doing, by the way, at the time, she yeah. was crying. Um, I just did some research and um, I just did a few bits here and there and I managed to get my period back to every two months I would say and I was exercising which Mm. I thought at the time was amazing I was like oh you know this is the dream Mm. you know I can't believe it but it wasn't until I went traveling and and I actually went a step backwards and I stopped having a period for a whole nine months wow that's a long time I know I know a really long time that yeah and yeah I I went without nine months and it was because I've I was traveling and, you know, I thought this is the time that I'm really going to be relaxed, you know, stress-free because before I was working in a very high and successful corporate job, yeah. but um, I was partying a lot when I was traveling, mm. <laughs> uh, drinking a lot and right. guess I wasn't sleeping that many hours every night. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so but your citizens really persisting then, right? Yeah, like the put so, I mean, I guess the main thing was that I was just not getting up my period and it took mm. me to feeling really burnt out and thinking, okay, this has got to stop. So I took myself to a tiny little magical village in Ecuador and oh I was God. working at an organic cafe and um, mm. practicing yoga. And it was upon my first yoga class that I actually got my period back and it was that point that I thought I realized the true healing that it wasn't just you know what I was eating but it was Mm. also taking a holistic approach yeah so how did that start your journey in terms of healing yourself then so um I'm originally from London in the UK um but I was traveling around South America and I decided at the end of it that I was going to move to Australia so as soon as I touched down in Australia I decided that I would sign up to become a holistic health and wellness coach so it was through that that I was able to kickstart my journey but since then I've been you know working with other practitioners and healers um Mm. so it's been a real mix um and yeah it's it's been a real journey which I bet you can imagine because you're you're from England itself aren't you (laughs) I am indeed yeah I'm from London and I moved because I guess I wanted something different from my everyday life in London and I wanted to challenge myself I wanted to work in a new country I wanted um to meet new people Um, And I guess when I stepped away from my environment, I was able to grow and I was able to get to know myself, love myself again. Yeah, so much has happened um, since I've moved. And yeah, it's been a it's been a real positive journey. When you work with a client with PCOS or hormone issues, what is the typical thing that you would help them with? Um, I mean, again, every every woman is very different. So I know I've just said about how I was, you know, had excessive mm. hair, had this, this, but that isn't the same for every woman. Every woman is bio individual. Yeah. Um, so 
they're these are all the symptoms and you know I've had women who said they've got you know the opposite they've had alopecia or um they've even suffered from stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. from polycystic ovarian syndrome um so it really varies and every woman has has different things that she really struggles Mm -hmm. with um so I guess what I try to I, I tackle with them is you know what is the root cause of their PCOS because once you tackle the root cause then you'll find that the symptoms will also go into remission um and yeah that is so important Mm. and again one of the things that you know we often hear this word with PCOS is you know balance your hormones but I almost like to stay away from the word balance Mm. because that indicates that our hormones should be the same level throughout Mm -hmm. the month which isn't true our hormones should be harmonized because at different points we need them to be at different levels and so it's not trying to make sure that they're all the same you know you know the same Mm. level but also it's kind of living in sync um with what's happening with our bodies and even our emotional side yeah I i think so too now um well let's talk about the fertility side of things really when um you know, a woman wants to get pregnant and she has PCOS and, you know, you, you've said yourself that you went to the doctor and they um, gave you contraceptive pill. Well, that's not really going to work with someone who's trying to conceive. So how do you help um, someone who has PCOS and is trying to conceive? I think the the very first thing that they they kind of need to we, that I work with them is their mindset. Well, often we because we're told so much by doctors and nurses that you know you can't it can't mm. be healed. It's incurable, and so when we hear these words, we almost become take this yeah. label on as being a victim, which completely understand. But once we hit rock bottom, it can often be hard for us Mm. to get back up and really empower ourselves. So the very first thing I would say is working on women to get their confidence back and to truly believe that they can help themselves and take back control. Um, Because it it is horrible as a woman thinking that we're not in control of our own bodies and, you know, our bodies you know doing this and that to it and giving Mm. us these all horrible symptoms um if but we do need to reframe it as well um because although we could you know really talk negatively to ourselves the fact that our bodies are you know not working the way that we want it to really we should admire the beauty of the body because actually what it's these signs that it's telling us that something's not quite right and as I often say our period is a monthly health report card and it's giving us um signs of you know of our health Mm. and our hormones and our happiness um so I think it's really great that it actually does that so then we can check in with ourselves um but certainly absolutely is um to truly believe in yourself as I said with the doctors um so often we're just told you know to take the pill um and to get on with it and to come back Mm. when we actually want to get pregnant but the thing is if we do that the symptoms that we're experiencing are going to get worse and worse and the root cause is just only going to deepen so we really need to get down to the root cause of it and rather than taking the pill um we need to heal it 
speaking naturally um, so that when later on when we do want to get pregnant or even have that option um, we can work with our hormones um, because for example again the doctors Mm. you know when we do go back and say you know I want to get pregnant they might just say well you have to you know have x number of months try attempting and if not we'll put you in the IVF list but again if we're not addressing the root causes then we may may not be fitting our bodies up to be able to handle our pregnancy Mm. to be able to get pregnant and make sure that we are at health so that we are able to carry uh, for the next nine months and that's so so important so I guess because obviously you need a regular cycle um when you're going Mm -hmm. for fertility well you're when you're trying to conceive so if someone doesn't have such regular um, periods, I mean, like yourself, you you had nine months of not having a period, um, would you say that they would have to work really closely with someone like yourself, with a fertility specialist or... Um, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend the support of um, someone like myself who specialises in the menstrual cycle and hormones um, and practitioner. Um, I would again say as well, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It really, I would almost recommend a program um, like myself. Mm. I offer like twelve week programs and one to ones and group programs. Um, it is a journey that you go on, and these are going to be the tools that you learn. Um, and going to equip you um, later on with the information you need to really empower yourself. Obviously, you can like help to heal yourself by yourself, you know, by yourself naturally. But I always say everyone needs to have an accountable accountability. Everyone mm. needs that support. Everyone needs a cheerleader. If we get that support, it's just going to quicken up our journey even more. And if you have a specialist on board, then they can, you know, kind yeah. of pinpoint what's exactly happening with you rather than you having to experiment a lot and things like that so I would definitely recommend um getting an expert on board Mm. um yeah now let's talk about when you mentioned that uh, you know having your period is like a report card and it tells you you know what's going on in your body you know I was talking to a friend and we were talking about the color of our period which I know it sounds quite odd because I've never really thought about it does it mean anything the color uh yes it's that's actually a really really great question um it certainly does actually um for every woman (laughs) yeah it might not be the same but I would say typically you know if you've got a healthy period is if it's you know let's compare it to fruit if it's a color of cranberry juice so like really bright color then that's you know a good sign mm. that your period is very very healthy right. however if you have more of you know if you think about blueberry so very dark in color um and if you get a lot of clots mm. then that's normally a sign that your estrogen levels is raised which is where we see a lot of hormone imbalances um and if you've got for example polycystic mm-hmm. ovarian syndrome a lot of women have um estrogen dominance so that's you know a higher um level of estrogen um which kind of overtakes the progesterone, which is the other hormone which helps to promote um, the release of the egg. So if someone is um, listening to this and they're thinking, oh, hang on a sec, the colour of my period is um, blueberries with some clotting, what advice would you give to them? 
Um, again, it's normally, you know, I could I could give them loads of advice, but it's it's very different for every woman, um, which is why, you know, I kind of help women to, which is why it's so important for me to educate and empower women about, you know, how to take control of their hormone health and the wide set of things that influence it. But typically, um, the kind of advice I would say just initially um, is to eat more green darky uh, green darky leafy greens uh, such as kale and broccoli because this really helps the liver and gets rid of excess estrogen um i would also say to reduce our caffeine intake and drink more herbal teas um again our caffeine you know caffeine could also um it could actually put our body into a lot more stress and if you're a woman reaching for caffeine um because you want to have more energy then what you're doing is you're putting your body into a false um you yeah. know it's telling your body that it's got more energy than it actually has so it's kind of like you're running low on petrol and you're just kind of using the drinks mm-hmm. uh so yeah reduce your amount of caffeine and i would say increase yep. your mindfulness practices so actually marking in your calendar to do more exercise especially lower impact ones like yoga um doing meditation and when i say meditation i don't just mean you know the traditional sense yep. it could also mean it could be mm-hmm. anything that really you really enjoy so it could be playing music going out for a walk so anything that allows you to reconnect yourself and just give you that space to relax because essentially what we want to be doing is putting our body into what I call this green zone so um, our bodies are so used to in this busy society is being in this red zone where it's constantly on the go um, that what happens is that our body functions automatically um, cuts off all our other body functions such as our reproduction um, Mm. because it's constantly stressed it gets and it gets so used to being in them zones that yeah if our body's constantly in that it's, oh, we're just going to be constantly in the stress zone so yeah. what we want to be doing is calming it down um so that yeah we can optimize our health and our hormones other yeah. things they could do as well it's just it literally it, it is like making sure that our gut health is our optimal so as i said green leafy and eating more foods uh so less sugar as well and more cooking your own food um rather than reaching for processed food uh they're just like initial things that you can have a huge impact definitely Mm-hmm. interesting now i was having a squeeze at someone's um instagram page and they were talking about you know trying to conceive and they were talking they had pcos also and um she was also talking about mucus and i think that's one of the subjects that we don't really discuss and it's an important thing that you you actually need it when you're trying to conceive yes absolutely um i know there's a lot of apps um out there nowadays and it's certainly what i use as well that measures our temperature which is a good indication of when we're ovulating but um just a bit of caution with that because it obviously measures when your temperature is and when when you're ovulating often it tells us when we're ovulating a bit too late um just because it you know registers when your temperature peaks and then goes down again um whereas your mucus is a great indicator because you can see what's exactly happening day to day and the more in touch with our bodies the better 
Um, so actually, you know, with our mucus, if you getting the more mucus we have, um, you'll see a peak that's generally when we're, you know, ovulating. Um, and then that's because um, it's trying to cling on to the sperm. So you're more likely to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you head towards a dry mucus that's generally probably when you're heading towards your period yeah. um, well during these times of some you know such uncertain times um, that we're living in right now what sort of advice would you give to someone who are feeling anxious and stressed and the result is that they are missing periods I would say that the number one advice is to rest and restore. That's something that we definitely don't give ourselves enough um, of nowadays, especially living in a busy society. And I was certainly guilty of it um, when I was living back in London to the point where I almost felt guilty if I didn't have a plan. Um, I know. It's like FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. And (laughs) you just want to be out all the time. And there's something going on every single evening, which I love, but it can also become very dangerous. And I think it was peer pressure as Mm. well. I, I was always saying yes, and I didn't really think about committing you know whether you know I'd always say I call it our agreement um before now before I you know agree to anything I think can I actually commit to it do I have the energy to do it what how how is this going to affect the rest of my week it's really important that we consider that so then when we do say yes to things we actually really enjoy it um so it's yeah our agreement but it's also making sure that we mark our self-care practices in. So whether it's an essential field, you know, bath or reading or making yourself a cup of tea, it's giving that time so you can connect with yourself and give yourself time to rest yeah. and restore. Um, because if we're constantly on the go, what's going to happen is that our body's going to go into this fight or flight mode. Um, which back in the day was great for our ancestors because they used that extra energy to fight, um, you know, other tribes and things like that. But, you know, we don't need that now. And so if our body's constantly in this red zone, we're shutting down our bodily functions, our hormones are not working, and we're going to be in this constant state of stress. Our body needs to be in this green traffic light zone, which, you know, and then when we do have highly stressful times, we can use that energy energy but in a more efficient way and only um at a minimum I would say (laughs) that's such good advice um well and the last question I'd like to ask what are you um, most proud of I would say that I'm most proud of I would actually say it's my own healing journey Um, because you know when I first went to the doctors they were told just to go on the pill and then even years after when I went back to say oh well you know I just want to have a checkup my hormones you know they're doing better but they're not the best I was still being pushed by the nurses to go back on the pill oh Um, I know and you know they said this is the only way and you Mm. know it still makes me angry when I read information out there saying you know there's no cure you can't heal yourself because I'm living proof that you can and I think it's having the courage to do it um is definitely what I'm most proud of you know that's fantastic and you should be really proud of yourself because you know 
one, taking the time to investigate and healing yourself, but also going back to the doctors, because at times we do settle and accept what the doctor's reports say as a final word. And I'm sure that there's someone listening out there that's going to be encouraged um, in order to do some further investigations. Sophia, thank you so much for um, talking to me and, you know, talking to periods. So if someone um, really wanted to get in touch with you and um, to get more information, how can they contact you? So they can visit my website, which is www.sotremendous.com. Yeah, they've got my email address there and also all my social media accounts um, so they can connect with me. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great talking to you. Fantastic. Well, thank you again so much. Um, I would say in this time, look after yourself and keep safe. Um, Yeah, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. We're in 2020 and talking periods is still a taboo subject. Not discussing it in some homes not discussing it between partners or even in our circle of friends. But I wanted to touch on this subject today because as women who are trying to conceive, we actually need it. And there's so much that our bodies telling us through our monthly cycles. At times we might ignore it or just think what we're experiencing is in the norm. But as Sophia pointed out, if something doesn't look right, or if we have a niggling feeling, then we need to seek advice. Reach out to a health practitioner, a doctor, a naturopath, or a specialist like Sophia. But the main thing is to listen to our bodies. Thank you so much for listening. And please reach out if you'd like to discuss um, certain topics in this podcast. I'm Ella, and let's catch up next week Sunday for a cuppa. Cheers and look after yourself.